This is Anime at Large. Musically inclined. And welcome, everyone, for a great podcast today. My name's Ed. Nicole. Jessica. David. Reed. And, uh, wonder what we're going to discuss today. Politics. Oh. Definitely. Wow, okay, apparently I'm in the wrong, uh, <laughs> wrong studio here. <laughs> well, um, this is awkward. Uh, no, this, today's oh, episode boy. is sound euphonium. Okay, that's what I thought. Only one person here knew what a euphonium was, and it was not me. This is a high school concert band, had a one-time participated in national tournaments, and was the championship caliber school. But after the club's advisor changed, they had not been able to even participate in the qualifying tournament. However, thanks to a newly appointed advisor's strict instruction, the students are steadily improving to build up their strength. As they fight over who plays solos, some students give priority to studying and quit club activities. Finally, the long-wished-for day of competition arrives, and the club wins the qualifying tournament. Why are they telling me that they win in this? But yeah, they win. You know... High school bands. Who did that? Not me. So, spoiler. Well, in middle school, there was competition. They had festivals. Uh, I only did sixth grade band, and I didn't try, so no. Well, no, in <laughs> sixth grade band, for me, it was just, you had your, it was a sectional, essentially, with the class. Not so, I was in with all the other flute players. Oh, no, we played as a group, but I was also a But in player. band, we did, I mean, we would do ensemble sometimes. But seventh grade was when the whole... I played the flute. I was terrible. I played the recorder yeah, in fourth grade. You didn't, right? Yeah. I think that's a. I think everyone did. That is nope. one thing that you we didn't have to. I didn't have to. Learn how to play hot cross wow. buns. No, well, I think we wait, did my pages of the. I'll tell you more. Okay. Um. So, did anyone here actually play a unif- instrument besides? Many. I only played the flute, and I was terrible because I didn't want to play flute. I was in band from the third grade until the end of high school. I accompanied three quarter band on piano, mm. so that's why I got away without a bunch of Okay, that makes sense. I would have allowed another piano um, recorder. Saxophone, clarinet, and then I mostly focused on trombone and piano after that, since the other two were fun, but not really my taste. So also, I was getting. You didn't, you didn't like the well, instruments? <laughs> Oh, wait, no, I was getting, was I was getting, a, no, on. no, I was getting tired of the jokes of like every time I throw away my read, they'd be like, "Oh, why would you throw yourself away every time?" Oh, but, oh man. No, actually, I, I don't think I ever learned properly the exact mouth position, so I always was playing it with a very taxing position, and that sort of just drained me on those instruments. On the other hand, I had trombone piano technique down from the first one I could do that for hours and not really get too tired or anything. I only like hmm. to play instruments that can be color coordinated with music, so what? children's xylophone, all for that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like my instruments to be color coordinated. I mean, definitely know what I'm supposed to be playing. On a saxophone you could put colored keys if you really want, but if they you're, made one that was all based on color, I could probably But, learn you know, it. it's down here. You're not really looking at it. You just sort of yeah. know what finger That's you're pressing. That's why I said silent yeah. I could probably also play a color-coordinated piano. There's ones with backlights, LEDs, and the keys. It'll light up so you can play a song before it. And it'll oh, I illuminate, like the keys. Yeah, illuminate the keys you need to press. Oh, nice. That's pretty good. That's cheating, though. But you just said you wanted the color-coordinated. You're already cheating by is color coordinated, but you still have to play it yourself. You have to know when to play to the tune. You, it's not like you're already it's telling cheating. You exactly just go a little bit further. So we'll be calling you out. But yeah, this show kind of made me miss the band days. It made me miss them, but also made me realize I was happy they were over as well. Right? It, it was a weird feeling, and I remember doing like. Oh, we got to practice for festival and, and the competitions, but it did choir as well, so we had to do that then too. I remember how much time it all took, and I never got an opportunity to do other things. Mm. I was like, at the same time, I think back to band camp when I'm under that hot sun for. That's why two I didn't weeks. do high school band because I would have had to have done band mm. camp because high school band you had to do marching, which was 
And I didn't want to do well, that. Well, you said I just played an instrument that you couldn't march with. Like, what was it? The contrabass? You it can't was march with competitive that. marching I didn't want to do Kylo from either. 8 a.m. to like 10 p.m. for like a week and a half. And it's just yeah. like, I realized, Under the yeah, this August is why. And because you played the flute, which is one of the easiest instruments to march with. Yes. Well, but that's not for debate, too. When you have to practice in uniform... I know my school uniforms, they were like wool. All right. Oh, so, um, like every American high school uniform is like wool, like almost military-esque suit. Yeah. You no. didn't get that nice pleated skirt. No, the problem <laughs> is, is they were too thin. And one of the worst things about our band was... Um, so I enjoyed the competition part and playing for the competition. I hated playing for football games. Playing oh. for football games was actually just miserable for me 95% of the time. It you was have to be there like the whole time. You have to be there the whole time. You play maybe all about three minutes worth of music over the course of three hours, and um, you have to watch football. You have to watch football, which by itself high is high school football yeah, at that. Which is hey, not somebody super, had a good team. It was not my school's. And that was problem. <laughs> Mine was too good, and they kept going to states, which means You'd our performances more. kept stretching out into December. And when you play out in December and it's snowing and your trombone slide freezes because it's. 20 degrees out Ooh, and you're like oh I can't change notes because the person next to me can't separate it when I'm pulling on the other side so here we are today <laughs> that's so yeah. you fake it um, but that kind of garbage is why I'm like oh yeah I'm, in some ways I don't really miss see, it I feel like my school's marching band that I was not a part of won more competitions than our actual football team oh yeah that's how <laughs> My school was. It was definitely we had it, a better. After a while, band. it got really annoying because they were way too into Pirates of the Caribbean music. Oh. <laughs> I did not play with them, but I'm like, didn't you do Pirates of the Caribbean last year? Shouldn't you move on? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It was the time where there was a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie every year, but yeah, there are other things. So at least coming from that perspective, I guess I can say I related to a lot of this show. Cause like, while it was a little bit turned up in regards to their drama, the general issues that arose, I'm like, yeah, that happens. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, I can relate to this because I did band. Yeah. Huh. Like, so it was very realistic. If I didn't yeah. do band, then probably the type where, I mean, even at the very beginning, we're like, well, I think Raina's crying because they didn't do well in the first one. Like, probably been connected. But then at the same time, like, okay, I've seen these type of people and I know how, like, the really, I don't want to say sore losers, but I'm going to mm. get at the end of those things. I really understand the rating system. I didn't understand what a dud gold was. Oh, that's somebody yeah. who gets gold but doesn't move on to, like, the next stage. Yeah. But like, just still call it gold. Because yeah. you hit. Let's say you can only have like five groups move on, but seven people ranked high enough to yeah. get gold. Mm-hmm. Then they had to choose the top five of those to be able to move on. Like, um, for example, for when I did is um, no MEA, you get ratings from like five to one, and one being the best, but then only a certain percentage of that one is really considered to be in the next group that you could take to, like, a national competition. Yeah. And, like, that's just how it works. Because otherwise, it would just be too many people trying to get in and just be too long of a main yeah. thing. I don't know. I would just say if they can't be gold and move on, they shouldn't earn any type of gold. <laughs> Obviously, you work good Well, enough. but by the metrics of it, it's still gold, and you need to it's recognize like, that. Oh, well... You, you got A's in these, but you're not valedictorian. Yeah, everyone else got just an A+. Plus. Yeah. So, I mean, not to diminish what you did, but it's you're like... It's already diminished, though. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, if this person got 98 points, you only got 95 points. Yeah. They did, technically did better. But you still did very well, all things considered. Yeah. And that's kind of what the point is. So, so there's a specific criterion if you get to that, like, a 95% is... A gold, but if there's like seven teams that got ninety five percent or something, then only well, five of them can go on. Or well, something. apparently they couldn't all have gotten ninety five because then how do you differentiate? Right. right. It's, so because, if somebody got like a ninety nine or a ninety six, and you essentially have to wait. Yeah. 
Like, like which just, ones were the best five? And they'll usually make that list before they go announcing awards. Like, okay, here's our yeah. hot list top five. Because the judges on. are very picky mm-hmm. yeah. when they're actually yeah. the listening. But still, it, they're it, listening to how precise you are. The you know, tone, togetherness, and pitch. Marching band is also like the music itself, whether they liked yeah. it, whether they liked your your figures and your shapes that you were making and whether your, right. your instruments were up, your posture was good, whether your feet were rolling, stuff like that. Right, you know, was your cadence yeah. correct? Was... There's pages worth of like yeah. evaluation they can do. <laughs> which can help make an easy, like, okay, there's... They're an inch above, so we'll take them. Right, and like the difficulty of the your mm-hmm. chosen piece, and um, mm-hmm. like I know with choir, we also had to do sight reading, and they would judge on that as well. And so there's a lot of different factors that went in. On top of that, there's um your school size was always usually a big thing, and you were considered different class. Say if you came from a school of uh, some rural school with only a couple hundred, versus like say a city school that has like a thousand students, you would be rated against you'd be the just of your score based on like what your well, class you're playing in okay if you are in a school where your class size is only a hundred not that many people are actually going to be in band yeah so you're going to have freshmen in your but, orchestra <laughs> but that's not inherently true yeah. sometimes there are schools where a lot of the schools in band mm-hmm. and yeah. they're i have seen that as well well still that they do that same thing with sports too where you know depending on the size of the school, you're in different, yeah, you classes. know, classes. Yeah, like weight classes. Yeah, weight. Yeah. I just assumed you would have... I don't know why they never based off your actual population of your band sport activity in general instead of the school population. Mm-hmm. Well... I, I thought it had something yeah, to do with it, the fact that, like, your school size means you have X amount of money that was probably granted by the state or whatever to use towards your program. That's usually and that's, part of it, but it's also, like... Okay, my school had all the sports, but, like, I had, like, between 120 and maybe 200 people who graduated with me. They were not all originally in my grade. Some of them were people who had failed the year before, so I don't know all of them. But of those people, like, you don't necessarily get people who want to participate. (laughs) Because, like, we had all the sports... But not every year did you have, like, enough people to have both a varsity and a junior varsity soccer team. So you could have, like, freshmen playing on your varsity soccer team when they've never played soccer before. And you can also have schools that are known publicly to have a very good program, so they will farm people from middle school, which is what happened in my area quite a bit. Yeah. And... I shouldn't say farm, but recruit in this case. Yeah. So it it depends, like, um, because I know my school, like, in middle school when most people started school band, it would be sixth grade, and if you got put into band, there were only, like, for everyone in my grade, maybe like 30 people were in band in sixth grade, and not all of those people stayed because they didn't like it. <laughs> like me. I didn't want to be in band. I wasn't good at it. I can't read music. It's not my thing. So if you only have like 20 people in band and not everyone's going to stay, it affects you as well. So this one's slightly off topic, but more about the show itself. Yeah. Um, one of the neat parts about Sound Euphonium was, so in this universe, if we'll call it that, there's four things. There's the first season, OVA, second season, and kind of an OVA-ish. Mm-hmm. Then there's two movies, a movie that is happens right after the end of the second season, and then a movie called Liz and the Bluebird, which happens during the middle of the first season and focuses on two of the side characters, but from their perspective. I saw that Which movie side first. Characters. Interesting. Um, oh my. I'm very curious about what side character. It could be multiple sections. Um, I want to say it was an oboe. Very. Oh, we didn't have any of the oboe names. No, I don't remember anybody who played oboe. No, I know they existed. No, no. I saw somebody playing oboe because I'm like, oh, that's an oboe. I remember. 
Yeah, I remember seeing oboes were right next oh, to us. Um, yeah, Missouri was the one who played the oboe, and she had a friend, Nozomi, who was in middle school, who was the one who wasn't taking it seriously, who played the flute, and that they were going to... It shows up in the first season somewhat that they're going to kind of have a solo, and it's like a small arc, but yeah. the anime doesn't really delve into it. The movie makes it just about that. Hmm. So you see parts of the anime... I enjoy watching that parallel to what they are in the movie and i saw that movie first so it's kind of neat where like in that movie you'll see scenes that happen from the anime but you'll be seeing them from the third floor instead of down by the stands and hmm. now that like i've seen both and i see the connections it was pretty neat to have the universe be a little bit connected to each other oh, one hmm. of my favorite parts of the show was when they were divided into sections and you saw how seriously each section was trying to take things. Yeah. Like, I feel like there was, like, a group, I'm, I was guessing they were, like, clarinets or something, and they're, like, playing cards, and they're supposed to be well, practicing their music. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I get that, because in band, you had your groups that were, like, you had, like, in my band, like, the clarinets were gonna be the best. And then you had, like, our lower bass section, which were too obsessed to take off their shirts and tie it on their heads to get anything done. Oh. <laughs> wow. It was... Sectionals teaches you a lot of the personality of each group that's in that band. Yeah. Seeing that show in the anime was like... Same. And then, like, later, when the teacher is finally coming around and, like, trying to get each section's, like, level and how well they've practiced, trying to figure that out, and, like... Um, the, what is it, the base section that the show is following, one of the girls sees it and she's like, oh my god, he's being so mean to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, you know, they haven't been practicing, but she's like, is he going to be that mean to us? <laughs> and then no, because they do practice. Right. Because and- the girl in charge of base is very... Like, I want people to be good at this. We did not get that choice in the beginning of band. It's like, oh, no, you're competing to be the best from, like, day one. Like, there's no happy choice. Like, fine. Well, clarinet is just the grown-up recorder, so. Do you have something against three quarters? That I had to learn it, but we didn't learn anything good on it. And then it was only one year. Oh, wow. Why did I learn it at all? <laughs> I haven't used it since. Middle school, we did the handbells. Like the ones I would have like rather that. done handbells. That is also something you can color coordinate. I could be very good at handbells. Yes, you could color coordinate anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's see. So, the students themselves. Who else loved how just... They were given the choice of, do you want to take... Do you want to do nationals? Do you want to work towards that? Or do you want to have fun? The teacher actually asked them. And I everyone, and people are like, let's do nationals. And one person said, let's have fun. And then they all complain when he's like, you're not taking this seriously. No, you said you wanted or to do the, nationals. Now you got to put up. Yeah. <laughs> or that he was actually making them like difficult practices and yeah. making them do things. Like, but this isn't how we did things. This is... This isn't fun. It's like, well, Did you go to nationals last year? No. <laughs> he even said, if you choose nationals, I will make the practices harder, they're going to be longer, and you guys are going to have a hard time. Or you could just have fun and, it, and, you know, I'll be fine with that. You know, your choice. And so when he actually goes through with what they wanted, they all start complaining. Yeah. Well, it's no just like, one actually ah. wants to have to work for things. You wanted to just come naturally. One of the odd you know. things that happened in that show is I didn't expect them to have those auditions. To, like, there was a cutoff to go on stage where they get only have X amount of people, I thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Is there only allowed to have, like, 50 or 55? I, yeah. I was not aware of that being a thing because I'm, I'm not used to that. Usually it's like, what? okay, if they tell you not to play a part, it's because you can't do it, but not because there isn't room on stage sort of thing. Right. Well, I think... I kind of like that because it gave all the other bands a fair standing. Oh, yeah. Like, um, and maybe that's why, like, in my band, they had those classes. It was like, we were a band of, like, 67, but an Akron comes in there, a band of 220. Mm-hmm. And there was actually a field limit of, like, 230 or something. 
Honestly, though, having more people, there is a larger challenge to, like, pick out the people who actually aren't doing well. Mm -hmm. Because they can just start getting drowned in the noise. Yeah. Sorry, I'm done. And and to marching band, 220 people? Could you imagine the person has to do the choreography? Like, okay, what's up? There's a lot more you can do, but it's a lot harder to organize that many people. Yeah. The marching in this show is pretty simple, because they were mostly yeah. just going the straight line. Right. They well, were just it was doing the parade basic marching. marching. Also, yeah. the one thing I didn't get about this show, when did the people who were, like, the color guard, when did they ever come up? Because, like, some people just took over that job. Oh, those were the people that their instruments were too heavy to yeah. actually march with. And, like, they never really showed, like, did they practice that or like know beforehand? Because it just seemed like they just kind of. Oh well, there was they a are few. There was a few montage scenes of them doing some practices. Okay. Because with um, Sapphire, they're like, oh, uh, they chose her for Color Guard because she's so cute, or they really wanted her in Color Guard. But then also, again, she can't play contrabass. A contrabass, which is like a huge, like even a bigger cello. Yeah type instrument. Yeah. Oh, she's such can't. an adorably you tiny can't girl. March and, with that. Oh, the festival scene with her with little, little sister. sister. <laughs> uh, Kohaku, because I think that's like amber or something, because it's also yeah. a gem. Yeah. But yeah, it's like all oh, so cute. They were so cute together. They were she adorable. Was just a mini her. <laughs> yeah. That was adorable. Because uh, like, and um, well, I feel like the new tuba girl who's also part of their friend group, whose name I can't remember, wasn't color guard, but she had pom-poms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not that you can't carry a tuba in a marching band, but she was a bit petite to carry a tuba in a marching band. Yeah. I was kind of like, dang, that case is huge for her. I did like hearing later that the two other tubas were dating. Yeah. (laughs) That was cute. That was adorable. I just remember the guy's name was Goto. I can't remember the girl's name. I don't know any of their names, except for Sapphire, who was Midori. Yeah. <laughs> I can be honest with you, there was a lot of names in the series, yes. and even I don't really call many of them. Like, if you showed me their image, I'd remember them, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, I primarily recognize the bass section, because that's who the show revolved around, and then the one girl who plays trumpet. Yeah. And then the leader of the band. Yeah. I remember her. I recognize some of the others, the ones who had, like, um... Later on, I think in the second season, oh, there's oh, the like... the trumpet girl that I hate, because she made such a big deal. Even oh. when the senior could forgive that she didn't have the solo, the other girl could oh. not oh, let the long-haired girl with the bow? Yes. Mm-hmm. She was... I was way too obsessed with the other senior girl. Yes. Yeah. It was, ugh, it it was, was very idolization it was, type of thing. To and... me, it was cringeworthy, though. And I'm like, if your senior is willing to let it go, because I'm like... Okay, if this is a real high school band, this is their way into nationals, there's going to be other competitions, other yeah. opportunities for solos. Right, and you're going to have other concerts <laughs> yes. that you can play at and it's have a solo. not like this is her last chance. Yes, it would be great for her to get it, but, but you know, obviously she wasn't as good. As you progress, if you actually make it to nationals, you're going to do other songs, and she could have a chance to do solos then. Yeah. And the fact that the main uh, advisor, teacher, and the yeah. secondary, secondary, like, vice uh, advisor. Yeah, the homeroom teacher yeah, for the one they girl. they both judged the solo, and they're like, yes, this freshman is better. Okay, yes, one of the teachers knew her beforehand, but everyone's all like, oh, you, you're playing favoritism. It's like, well, technically there were two judges. Yeah. So they both would have had to have agreed on that. And honestly, and that, this that other teacher has been playing for over seven years, yeah. And her dad's a professional, so he may have been like, "Oh, I'm a He's professional trumpet player. I'm going to teach you," because she said she had lessons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, somebody that's only been doing it for three years, opposed to seven, and well, the other girl could have been doing it longer than three. Could have been. Yes, she could have been doing. Because, like, but, even our euphonium player has been playing for seven years as well. That's true. Since fourth so grade. maybe it was more than seven years. Maybe I'm thinking euphonium seven years. Yeah, euphonium yeah, seven years. I don't know how long the trumpet play? girl was playing. Uh, oh, but, but, yeah. yeah, it seemed like she's, she's been, been doing been playing this since childhood. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I would expect her to be good and not being like, oh, you're a freshman, you can't play. It's yeah. not like it's like, oh, the freshman gets the solo and it's her first year playing, even though our senior is way better. Yeah. It wasn't that. It was, hey, Well, I did like talent. the backstory of, yes, she used to be the best trumpet player in the school and didn't get the solos because it used to just go to seniors. Yeah. But... You gotta recognize when you just didn't win. And she was willing to say that. Like, no, I didn't get the solo. Yeah. What? And oh. Raina was also willing to practice it before it was really an option. Yeah. So, just out of curiosity, I don't know how much they touch upon it, since I think you guys mostly saw the first season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did they get to... So, Kumiko, the main girl, you funny alum, <laughs> did they touch on the subplot and her sister? Um, a little, a little bit, bit, like, she learned to play the euphonium when her sister, I believe, was playing it, or playing a yeah. instrument yeah. as well. Yeah, Okay, because then, then I, I want to spoil quit. the second half that I just... Her sister quit and was like, oh, I have to practice for, you know, college. college. She would study for school. And then didn't get into the college she wanted, and now she's all like, oh, don't play that at home. Okay, because I'm going to yeah. tell you, I think there's a pretty good resolution in the second half. Okay, I assume so. there's some backstory behind that, because mm-hmm. it's a little bitter about having to quit. <laughs> That could be. But honestly, just because you're not playing in concert band doesn't mean you have to quit. Well, none of them had their own instruments. They were all borrowing them from the school. So... And, and that is very different than here. We're in the same Well, you have to you, have your instruments. You mostly own your instruments except for the large ones. Like, um, My and friends didn't own their tubas. The tubas right. just came. And, you know, all the drums and percussion, they did yeah. not own... Oh, and this is my bell side, this is my snare, and this is my... Most handheld, though, you... Yeah. Yeah, clarinet, oh, flute, trombone. You don't always trumpet, have to own it. Look, I know my school had some instruments for people who couldn't afford them. But they couldn't yes. supply the entire band. Yeah, Unlike right. this one, where in Sound Your Phone, it seems like they can supply the entire band. Because yeah. I had to have my own flute. If you, mm-hmm. Yeah, my sister had her own flute, which is why I ended up playing flute. Yeah, same. Um... And then I used her flute, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> I'm mean, not I, I two flutes. Sister's flute, so. Um, honestly, if you truly had a passion for an instrument, and you had been playing for seven years, I would think you were getting to the point where you're gonna buy your own. Yeah. <laughs> or before yeah. that. Um. If you truly have a passion, you can buy your own instrument. They are. I just thought it was weird that they didn't actually take them home most of the time to practice. The bigger mm-hmm. ones I get. But it's like... Oh, that tuba girl did eventually take hers home. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, I just remember being like, oh, we have to take our instruments home. And we had band, you know, every day. And it's yeah. like, oh, we got to take them home and practice. Taking the flute home is easy. <laughs> yeah, I could put that in my backpack. I loved that. I would have rather played the um, though. Even smaller. <laughs> so what did you guys think of the, um, the teacher's backstory? Because he... Think gets some time in the first season? Not much. Not much. No, okay, not then it's mostly. Oh, uh, we know yeah. that his father was the previous advisor, like not, ten years before. Yeah, not the previous, uh, but a, a past previous. advisor. Okay, because there's and a... that he's a famous uh, composer, composer or conductor. conductor. Yeah. So then it is in the second season. There's a pretty nice backstory about why he ends up in that school in the first place, outside of just his dad. Yeah. Means you find out that the trumpet girl came to that school for him because yeah. she may or may not be romantically in love with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. I don't know what her idea of romantic love she's, is. Raina she, is like 15 and just out there. Is she 15 or 14? I don't know. She was like a first or second year, so then like 15 or something like that. Yeah. But. So she's either an old 14 or a young 15. Yeah. But anyway, Depending she was her, either yeah. in, in love with the teacher. I just, or our main girl. The author very much supports the main girl and Reina being a couple by well, the end. Well, that's of that's okay. what the closing song shows because they do that whole red string, which is a Japanese thing. Yeah, yeah. string of fate being yep, romance. String of fate, yeah. Um, but she does say that she doesn't just like him; she loves him. I just couldn't understand if that was supposed to be romantic or like idolized. I I took it as a very much a romantic. Yeah. Asphyxiation. Yeah. Because she knows well, later I... in the second season why he got to that school in the first place. And that subplot plays mm-hmm. into that. 
but it's it's not like a romance she's currently trying to pursue and which is good because she's a creepy. student and he's a teacher <laughs> you know 99% laws, of the time that doesn't really work out and the teacher gets in well, trouble because mm-hmm. of obvious reasons not in the time in which you are their students right. there are many of past students who have married teachers who taught at my high school like the president of france <laughs> No, I'm just talking about people like I actually knew. I know, like... Carl Mary is middle school teacher. I just know three of the teachers who taught me through middle school and high school to the school that I went to were married to people who were their students in the past. Only one that creeped me out was my seventh grade teacher. And I'm like, did he marry one of his former seventh grade students? Because that's creepy. If you knew that child when they were 11, 12... How can you ever see them romantically? Yeah. And then waited another, let's say, ten years. I don't even think it was ten. I think it was five. Wow. <laughs> like, right after she graduated high school. Oh, or, like, a couple that. years after they, she graduated high school. Ooh, I think they got married. That's creepy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's creepy. It but was. thankfully, it was so creepy. the teacher in this show does not seem to have any romantic feelings towards any anyone. of his students, which I appreciate. Yeah. The other one I know for sure who married a past student, it was at least 30 years later that they got married. Okay. Like, he was real old and she was a full adult. <laughs> they met later and got married. Okay. Less creepy. Less creepy, but still like, wait a minute, you are my teacher. Ugh. No, <laughs> it's like, you knew me when I was 15. <laughs> And you taught me because you were an adult. Yeah. Even it's it's not necessarily I mean, huge. They could have been subbing or student teaching then. No, so he was a full teacher, bad. but he could have been a young teacher, like twenty four. Okay. And then she was fifteen, so that's less than ten years. Okay. So still a lot, but more acceptable. Yeah. But still creepy. Yeah. I don't know. I do know one of my student teachers that was a student teacher when I was a senior. Uh, See, that's not started dating a senior and can no longer teach because <laughs> he got caught dating no. her because he they weren't publicly dating until she graduated but then they were immediately dating right after she graduated and he was not asked back and will probably never teach well yeah <laughs> I think that was very smart of the school to be like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, like 18 and 24 are not a big age difference, no. but mm, no. They're in school. You're the adult figure. This is, nope. But anyway, thankfully, <laughs> nothing like that in the show. <laughs> yeah. So I think. Because it's creepy. Yeah. So Raina's either in love with both the teacher and, and the euphonium player. And the euphonium player. Or something, I don't know. I am more in support of that young lesbian love. <laughs> it is a lot less creepy than dating a teacher. Yeah. You know, it could just be that she's 14 and she doesn't know what she likes. That's true. Or she just likes everything. It's possible. <laughs> I mean, she's 14, 15. She's just so yeah. attracted to music. <laughs> and good music. Music was, music was very good in the series. Yeah. yeah. In the movies, too. Like I've listened to the soundtrack multiple times after I, I finished it. I would very much enjoy seeing that side story with the oboe player and whoever else it was. Um, <laughs> that seems cute. flute knows <laughs> yeah. me. Knows one. I also would have accepted the bass players that were dating. <laughs> the tubas? The tubas oh, that were dating. Oh, they're so cute. I would have accepted if there was, it was their side story. I think that would have been super cute. But at least we did get to see them dating a little on the first oh, episode. I wish they had more strings in their band. I would like some violins. Right? <laughs> I feel kind of bad that there's only the contrabass. There's usually not a lot of, like, violin-type strings in ensemble bands like that. Yeah. But I wish there would have been, like, They're, they're a concert or band, and they have a contrabass, so I'm like, why not have, try for more string players? Well, cause a lot of music just isn't arranged for it. For their parts. Hey, then why did Umbrella Academy feature a concert violinist? I have no clue. Never watched it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very interesting show, but live action, not anime. 
It's the only yeah. thing I know that featured concert violinists. Also, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Hilda Spellman <laughs> did try to be a concert violinist, but she only ever got a second chair. Oh, yeah. But still, second chair is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not when you've been playing for 400 years. Yeah. <laughs> that would rub me the wrong way. Put a way. damper on it. <laughs> yeah. Only concert violinist I know of. Fictional characters. <laughs> Woohoo, fiction! But overall, I did like this show. It's it's a good slice of life featuring concert band. Yeah. I do have to feel bad for the, t- the trombonist. Did not get his love. No. I was rooting for him, but... I was hoping he'd make it work with the other two of a girl. It could have been cute. I will tell you, there's a lot more stuff that happens in the second season. The sequel film, and there's apparently going to be another anime project that's already in the works to continue on with it. So, hmm. it's hardly the last from this series. I, I guess the biggest thing going into this series, being that it was a Kyoto animation work, is I was worried it was going to be like another K-On where nothing is going to happen and it's going to just be sort of disappointing. It had the option. <laughs> They had the option and they didn't take no. it. And a I lot of stuff why. happened. And it was better for it. Yeah. It was a very bad focus. The only thing I questioned was the weird things he had people do to strengthen their oh, the abilities. The breathing yeah. techniques. Yeah. I, I've I mean, never seen them. never had to like... do those specific breathing techniques, but I mean... Breathing techniques. Breathing techniques sense. are very important to yeah. build up, building up your diaphragm. Yeah. And everything was important in mm. beginner band. One on one, right there. Yeah. Mm. And that really helped me a lot in choir. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely like I said, in choir. I only did band for one year, sixth grade. I'm pretty sure the only thing I learned how to play on flute was jingle bells, <laughs> and note to joy. Just want to say the art was very pretty. Yeah. Like, yeah. Consistently. Oh, yeah. The animations. Um, the best thing that Kyoto always does for me is like their body language is always half the communication between the characters. Like the fidgets and when the camera focuses on like their hand, like gripping and stuff like that. And like that does so much more to convey conversation than just shots just to the face. Yeah, yeah. I like that they held the instruments correctly. Oh yeah. I always hate when they have it like, oh, I'm playing the flute. Yeah, my both my hands are on the same side. It's just like no. That's wrong. That is that's so not wrong. how that works. Or that's, I'm playing a recorder. You're like, that's not, that's a flute. Or that's a clarinet. That is not a recorder by any means. You don't even know this basic instrument. You hurt me. You hurt me deep. So I like that they actually, you know, knew what they were talking about, which they should for a band-focused show. I was a little disappointed that I feel like the majority of their band was female. Well, on one of the signs in the background that was translated, it did say, like, new members needed, especially boys. Well, that was because that... <laughs> I know, wow. That was because yeah. that one third year student, I think, is Asuka. Uh, who was very much like, please, I want more, like, boys in here sort of thing. Because, like, there was really not a, male, a lot of male characters. No. Although Kyoto. a lot of <laughs> male... A lot of men are not comfortable playing some instruments but we had like tons of like early. so the flute we didn't have any men oh men would had... be way better at playing the flute because they have longer fingers but and like some of those stretchings are very hard but in band we had like obviously trombone trumpet cornet were a lot of men um percussion was generally a lot of guys yeah, yeah. yeah. um clarinet was a mix sax was a mix um, yeah, let's well, see, I'm trying to remember. A lot more men prefer to play the jazzy type instruments than, like, the woodwinds. Yeah. But, I mean, like, just thinking back, I'm like, we had a good mix. And choir was mostly women. We had very small. I went to all boys school, so I saw the other side table. <laughs> Did you have some really good male flautists? We... Did a bit merger with, like, an, with another like all-girls school a bit, but it wasn't. I feel like men could be better at playing the flute, just because a lot of them have longer fingers. And the keys aren't exactly dainty. I mean, for piccolo, I could see women because 
those are very small instruments. Yeah. But. Yeah. My sister plays both the flute and the piccolo. She bought the piccolo herself later. She also has a banjo. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I don't know that she plays the banjo. But she did a little people bit. Are like, I play the banjo. Well, I have a banjo. She wanted one, and I know she can play it a little bit. But she's musically inclined. She's the only one in my family who's musically uh, inclined. I can hear it. I can't read it. It doesn't make sense to me. No. Music is its own foreign language. It is its own language. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. I also did not want to put the effort into signing, like studying it. Like I know most of the notes and what it means for them to be where, but it's like understanding how they're written when it comes to timing oh. doesn't necessarily make sense to me. Like if I've heard the song before. I could play it at the right timing, but if I never heard it, I oh, would so know. your sight reading is terrible. 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 Which is the reason I refuse to go on with it. That makes sense. My parents were like, no, you should do more. And I'm like, I can't. it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> and sometimes it just takes time to click. Other times, I, mean, I honestly, if it just doesn't, if your brain's just like, nope, it's probably best just to... Not spend the time on it. Yeah. Well, I probably like if I wanted to spend the time on it, I could have been good at it, but I had no interest in spending the time. Yeah, on so it. it's not worth it then. Yeah. I was like, Rebecca can have her flute back. <laughs> she loves it. So David, Ed, more input from you guys. You guys are usually pretty quiet. This is not my uh, genre. Genre per se. I think Not it, everything can be a genre ad. I know. I think I would have liked it more if it felt more competition focused. Like they got very in depth with the process of going to a competition. But if they like the show was more them at a competition, I feel like it gets more exciting. Right. Because you see Well, it was nice to see them go from, oh, here are you know, the newbies. Yeah. And the less than awesome concert band that exists yeah. to, hey, look, they're actually, like, competent. Look at how much they've progressed with yeah. wanting to actually be serious. So it was nice to see that yeah. transition, especially from how they were at the beginning. Oh. And then my, the previous year's drama. My other question was, well, they were practicing for their main competition, for the people who didn't make it, were they still practicing? Yeah. You yeah. Didn't oh. see them doing so, anything. So there's an OVA <laughs> that covers yeah. that. There was an extra episode at the end that covered that, but they also did mention it throughout the show that they were actually working on their own piece. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. I didn't remember hearing anything about it. I'm just like, oh, all those people who were just more in it, like, what are they doing? Yeah, because They did were, make a bunch of good luck charms for people. There were yeah. ten of them that didn't make it. Yeah. And they were all working together on their own piece at the same time. But then they were also doing all the assisting stuff because they weren't doing the actual competition. I also wanted to know if our euphonium girl did eventually learn that part that she was struggling with. Yeah, they didn't say if she actually played that part or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it had gotten taken away from her for a while, but I'm like, is it still taken away from her? Said, or? You, know, you know, but practice that, you know. You well, said you were going to do it, so, you know, prove that you can. Well, both the euphonium players, I think, were going to be playing the same parts. So as long as she could get up to the same level as, you know, the other yeah. girl that was playing the euphonium, they're just playing together. Well, I just know for it's a while it was a solo it was, or anything. But no, there for a while there was one part that was taken away from yeah. our main girl yeah. because she wasn't very good at it and she wasn't progressing at it at a speed in which he approved of. Mm-hmm. So I just wondered, did she eventually get it? Um, it wasn't she did. Exactly it wasn't even the speed; just where she was at that moment wasn't matching yeah. the rest. It, yeah. it seemed like when they just did the final performance that she had they managed to get together. up to that yeah. that pace. But if they actually said that, like, yeah. yeah. But also since this was, <laughs> like, season one, you probably didn't see as much of the competition because it was the growth and the, the learning yeah. and seeing them to, you know, grow as a group. Now, once we get into season two, I mean, I haven't seen it, but, you know, I would expect that there might be more competition because you don't have to do all the, oh, more parts the, 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 the yeah. work. There's a lot of goodbyes in season two. 
Because a lot of them don't graduate, so I mean, mm-hmm. which makes well, sense. Well, a third of the band probably was seniors. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that's centered around that as well. A lot of people which try to... Which I was to... wondering if any of those second years that quit would ever come back, or if they were just gone because they weren't that into it. You'll see stuff like... I don't want to spoil everything, so... I think your questions will be answered in yeah. season If two. I ever get to watch season two. Well, the, the rift was between the first and second years, or fir, first and third years, right? Yeah. yeah. So the first years quit. So now then, there'd be second years. Yeah. In so, our time frame. So, yeah. yeah, our characters are first years, but some of the second years are just gone. And I'm yeah. like, were they the ones that were really good? But well, they were the ones that were serious about yeah. it. Yeah, I think and it was more didn't, that. like, the directions they left. Some yeah. of them came back when the Taki came back, and... That becomes a point of contention. Feel, I don't feel like that many came back in the season that we're current we currently watched. No, no, no. Very, very few in the flute. And is I'm just the one. like, were they? But were these people, if they're going to come back in the next season to be seniors, will they have practiced enough to hold with the group? Well, if they're no. that serious about music, maybe they just been working on their own. If they own their own instruments, which we don't know, it's because it's cool. Well, if they're Apparently serious enough, they might have their own. Yeah. Well, it all depends if their parents can afford that, because instruments well, are expensive. expensive. I don't know how expensive. I've never purchased one. Right, but... A couple same. hundred, depending on what you're... <laughs> like, because you're buying. It did seem like they were how really expensive. How many instruments expensive. did you own? Four. How much was your most expensive? Well, okay, let me let's take the piano out of it because the piano will be an outlier that's just going to ruin the rest of the graph. But, um, because I was thousand. We're we're talking handheld instruments. Um, of the two that were actually purchased, I want to say maybe about 200, 250. Okay, so that's not bad. And the one I inherited. That one was an antique that was 105 years old, so that was probably much more valuable just by the sake of it existing. Mm-hmm. And the piano office was probably several thousands, so that's not right, really part of the same Yeah. Yep. But I had a saxophone that was from, like, made in 1905 that I inherited and have kept ever since. But hmm. apparently it's valuable now. I would think I so. Know. It's made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> ah! Mm. But yeah, I just silver. love with the tuba player how they didn't teach her proper maintenance and they didn't teach her, you have to take it apart, you have to clean it. I don't know if she ever emptied that spit valve. Oh. I think oh, no. she probably she, did that part. She it would was, have to. Like, I know you would have to, but I don't know if she realized like she had to for a while. But like just taking it apart and cleaning it up, like how did they not teach Even her that the again? Even the flute taking that apart and cleaning it. Like, yeah. Good but girls. like for a tuba, yeah. she would have to clean that spit valve easily in the first day because... Yeah. Like with trombone, you have to empty oh, once I every remember, couple ten minutes or so. Cause it's just I too remember much. people having rags and just being like, okay, spit valve. And being like, oh, flute, I don't have that. But by the end, I was always making sure that I had my little mm-hmm. cleaner tool and cleaning well, that out. Well, there's also the, the one end that you could take off. Well, it came in three parts. Well, there's the, there's the mouthpiece and then there's the end of the mouthpiece yeah. that came off. That oh, yeah. You, you could do that. It'd be easy with the tuba because the tuba just had a lever where you just hit it and then you just started blowing and it would all go out. Yeah, I remember people doing that. But they had to show her that one See, very this? early because there's no way she would have went far without it. Yeah. But the fact that she was all like, I broke it! And just like, you're not cleaning it? And just like, well, how would she have known if nobody taught her? Yeah, this is her first time handling an instrument. Right. Um, I think that was the tuba, the one I'm thinking about. Yeah. The one who didn't make the cut originally yeah yeah she's the new girl it was the first time she'd ever played in her movie. growth over the second seasons were really good I will she was, became she, one of my favorites well because. she was progressing but she kept getting stuck because they kept giving her solo work to do so she didn't enjoy it so when her other two friends were like hey let's play twinkle twinkle little star together yeah and it's just like oh my gosh it sounds like music it's not just these really low notes oh well, yeah and the biggest issue is that you know she was a beginner, and most people in the band what? weren't. And well, it was always going to be like an uphill battle. And like, she's the one I arguably wanted to succeed the most out of everyone in the whole band. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she did. She put a lot of work in it. She was willing to put that strap that tuber to her back and take it home. Yeah. I just love um, how she's like, I bought a mouthpiece. And they're like, but she really oh. wanted to be a trumpeter. 
But the, they tricked her the fact that they just, she bought a mouthpiece, you're like, oh, why did you do that? That's... Well, it kind of makes sense. It's a piece that you definitely want to own on your own. Yes, it is. <laughs> but why do that before you chose an instrument? Yeah, because she bought it. Because they're all the same, right? Not all the same. They're very different sizes. Yeah. That's well, what she learned. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't fit. Oh, oh, the, the one that it fits is your destiny. Cinderella. Cinderella. <laughs> but I did like how that progressed. She She was a little simple-minded, but a lovely character. She actually cared and... She tried. She tried she real really hard. Tried. You wanted to root for her, and that's yeah. what the show succeeded in. Well, I like, I like our three main freshmen: Contrabass, Euphonium, and Tuba. Oh, yeah. I, I like them all. It's just her story, especially, was just like, you wanted to see her succeed out of anyone, yeah. just because, like, when I mentioned earlier, Rain's a little bit of a sore loser, just a tad. Well, yeah. she's I, put she, so much effort into it, so I understand her. I understand. But it was, the tr- but it really was the tuba that was just like. It's like you were watching just a little flower, grow, and you just wanted it to yeah. be loved and protected and keep going. Mm-hmm. The others were already playing the level that was all the way up here, and she was like, "I also wanted, wanted to, to know a bit more about our second year euphonium player." Yeah, because she eventually did want to try real hard. And then when she didn't make it, she was disappointed, but understood why. Right, it's like, the second well, I've been playing for a yeah. full year, and I wasn't really trying. Yeah, she's so, like, of course you got it. You've been playing for seven years. Right. So, like, this sucks, but eh, I get it. I'll try more. They're still my senior year. Yeah. And then we know nothing about our senior euphonium player, except that she's obsessed with it. It is her love. Music is her love. No, that the euphonium, euphonium was her love. When they asked, oh, do you have a boyfriend? She's like, oh, my love is the euphonium. And she's, like, hugging it with, like, <laughs> dear life. Oh, and didn't our euphonium girl finally find that they made a euphonium keychain? So she yes. didn't have to have the tuba? Or just the tuba? Yes. Mm-hmm. Near the end. And she was so happy because they finally came out with it. But I love, I did love a, a tuba player's name for her tuba. Chupacabla. Oh, yeah. It's like, don't know why you decided to name it after the Chupacabla, but I like it. And then I feel like Midori, who was always looking for that tuba keychain, finally got it and then gave it to the tuba player. Is this a Chupacabla? Yes. That was cute. I almost wish those keychains existed. Right? Okay. So... Uh, I like the show. Yep, I like the show as well. I'll be watching the next season, probably. I do recommend the two movies, but the final Oath movie, do not watch until after you finished OVA the second season. Okay. But the Liz and Bluebird, you can watch that basically now if you finished the first season. Okay. And it'll give you a that's, different that's perspective. That's like 1.5. Yeah. It, it's, it's like after It's the, like a 0.7. But it's after the first season. It occurs during the first okay. season. like, uh-huh. And the thing is, well, the first season spaced out maybe, like, what, three, four months past the first season? Or so. I don't feel like they got Liz and the Bluebird episode. is, like, the course of a week and a half. Oh, okay. And this is, like, that's all you really see in that, like, 200 movie. The soundtrack is longer than the movie itself. But <laughs> Wow. Well, because you have the full versions of all the songs, probably. And some of those songs are quite lengthy. Um, there's also... Uh, well, so, let me, they let me put this. Well, the concert, they got, like, something over 10 minutes to play, or up to 12 minutes? Up to, like, 14, I thought it was. I don't know. But I thought they were playing, like, 10-something. Right. Or something, yeah. One thing I want to mention is that um, there is... God, how do I... The main show is like traditional Kyoto. It's very pretty. It does characterization well, but it's not really like outside the box in mm-hmm. terms of experimental. Liz and Bluebird is far more experimental in the sense of how it's actually presented. <laughs> and all I'm going to say for anyone who's listening is do not be detracted by the first two minutes. It's just going to be <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> We could do a whole podcast episode just about that movie. 
because there's a lot to talk about. Maybe like, someday. As long as you get through the first two minutes. <laughs> if you guys watch it, I will gladly talk about it in the future. Mm-hmm. All right, good to know. So basically, four out four bags of popcorn. Mm-hmm. I'll throw another bag of candy. Two or just one bag of candy? one bag of candy. Okay. It's a good show. I, I will watch more. Yeah. Apparently, it's not for Ed. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it at one point. It's just I'm not looking forward to watching it right away. It just away. has it's a thing attached. against marching bands. He's not well, attached. Music-wise, I did prefer Carol and Tuesday yeah. over this. Carol and Tuesday is more fun to watch, but, like, if you watched more of Sound Euphonium, I could see getting very more attached to the characters. Yeah. I got attached. I liked both very much. Yeah. Because I like both musical stuff I really love classical I also really love the more soulish kind of popish things that happen in Carol on Tuesday yeah so I mean I guess I'm all over the map in that sense but you just yeah. have a wide variety yeah. of I don't know yeah, I'm all over the map with my music Apparently they both scratch music from 16 different countries <laughs> that's what Spotify told me at the end of the year <laughs> they both scratched niche for me and that was a-okay yeah both are really good I mean for someone who's not musically inclined and was never in band at all it you know sound euphonium definitely kind of gives you an idea of what it's like to be in a band and at least for me it it seemed like it if you want to be into it it is super high pressure because like our bass section were playing until they were bleeding I do not know if playing the euphonium that long actually does dry out your nasal passages to give you a nosebleed. But then again, it seemed like it was a very hot part of summer and she wasn't staying hydrated. And And I just know the contrabass had her fingers so taped so that she wouldn't bleed everywhere. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, overall, I really enjoyed the show and I would definitely watch more. Definitely tell the characters had passion. Yeah. And it helps the show. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Surprise, surprise! Good characters helps make a good show. <laughs> Secrets to making a show, right there, one to one. So, anybody watching anything new, or wanting to watch something new? Continue the same old mm-hmm. from last time. Small in the forest spirit, and keep your hands up, eyes looking. Ten out of tens. Someday I may watch season two of the Forest Piano. It is on Netflix. The uh, Piano in the Forest. Season yeah. one was good. I like music shows, so I'm not going to lie. Music shows are good. Part <laughs> two of uh, SAO Alicization is out on Toonami now. So. I should watch that second mm-hmm. part. English dub. Yeah. It's hard to do music anime right. It's hard? I think it's hard. Have you watched The Piano in the Forest? That's on, It's on my list, but I feel like the ones yeah, I've watched, watch it's it. pretty hit or miss. Yeah. You can get like the first half of um kids in the slope <laughs> and it's amazing and then you can get the last half of the kids in the slope and it's absolute garbage the plot as well the plot the music was fine all the way through but the second half's plot just tanked so hard yeah i don't know i like season one of the piano in the forest i haven't watched season two yet i also really like the art style that kind of watercolorish look like, it's not watercolors, but they try to make it look like watercolors. Mm-hmm. Either pencils and sort of lines, sort of stuff like that. And I don't know. Pastelish. I think it's the texture. Like, they try mm-hmm. to give it texture. Oh. And it also depends if you like piano music, because that's what it is. <laughs> it's all piano competitions. I'm. There you go. Trying to buy a digital keyboard workstation. I don't have enough room in my apartment right now. When are you going to move? Eventually. Once the market tanks. <laughs> I'll give it a couple more months. Uh, End of this year, really. But I would, Yeah. Just watch it go. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see how that... Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to go that okay. anyway. But Either I way. promise we weren't getting into politics in this podcast. So I want to talk about it. Yeah. No. So, any other shows people watching? Or, or want to watch? Want to watch? Oh, that's live action. Never mind. You say it, who cares? I talked about Kipo and the Wonder Beast, which is not anime. Yeah, it's not live action. That's just a lot of stuff that's cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been watching Miracle Workers, and it's been a lot of fun. I don't know what that is. Heaven's a good corporation. It's ran by God, who's like the CEO, and decides he just doesn't pay a job, so he's going to blow up Earth in two weeks. That sounds like a show you watch. And like, what is is this? I'm not... 
is on TBS of all things, and it's very <laughs> shitty. Is there a way that I can watch this? Yes. Which streaming service? TBS. Is, TBS is their own streaming Literally, service. Literally, go to their website and just look up Miracle Workers, and they'll just have the first season for you to watch for free. That makes me... That, like, it's not the same, but it reminds me of this really weird thing that came on Netflix that was about guardian angels. Hmm. This one's like, as it's like a horribly run business, essentially. And okay. I just want to watch more of The Good Place. I've only watched the first three seasons because I was too lazy to start season four on Hulu because I'm just like, eventually it'll come from Netflix. Let me take it like this. It's only seven episodes long, so you can see the whole thing in like one sitting and it's only like two it, hours it's max. It's kind of like this weird one that was on Netflix except it was foreign. I watched it English dubbed and it was not terrible, but I feel like it's Brazilian, so it would have been in Portuguese. Might have been Spanish. I don't know. Um, South American con- country. Mm-hmm. But they were guardian angels and like after like 200 or so years they finally got a new guardian angel and he comes and he doesn't want to follow the rules and eventually he goes into the room that is supposed to be god's office and he finds out it's just a hamster running on a wheel that is pushing these like balls in bingo containers so that guardian angels get mashed up with random people it's like it's just completely random no one's watching (laughs) and it was just kind of funny He's just like, why do I have to follow these rules? No one's watching. Do whatever I want. It's it's been a good show. I'm like halfway through it right now. There's yeah. a new season that's coming out in like a week or so, which is where it's set like the dark ages. Yeah. Okay. So, for, it's fun. For anime, who thinks they know which isekai is going to be popular this season? There won't be any. <laughs> is um, isekai finally over? No, no it's not, not by a long but... shot. There's still plenty coming out. Um, I haven't actually looked at ReZero's director's cut version. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, I haven't either. mildly curious about, but I feel like I've read the light novel parts, the scenes that skipped yeah, purposely because I didn't think it was going to get another second season or be popular in the first place. I'm assuming they're adding back in yeah. to give the context. And I'm not going to talk about those scenes because of massive spoilers, but... I don't know, it's more like... It's only one of the few isekais I've ever cared about. I don't feel like you really... Was there an isekai last season that was super popular? Yeah. I don't feel like I watched um, one. There was one called Kenomichi Rise Up, which was about like... Oh, yeah. It did very well for some bizarre reason, and Japan polls put it really high. Hmm. But it was about like some wrestler who just really loves soft animals, so he went and pet a bunch of somewhat animals, somewhat monster girls, and like kind of... Interesting. It, it went down pretty sloppy. Because the last oh, isekai okay. I watched was Shield Hero, which was really good because it was kind of like the dark side of isekai. Um, like, you don't always get what you want. <laughs> yeah. But there's about, right now, like, three or four isekai seasons. Like, this one, I know my roommate's watching, like, um, I had, like, the strongest shield defense or something like that. Oh, oh yeah. I saw the Bufuri, I saw that one. Bufuri. I don't know about it's that. It's like B-O-F-U-R-I or something like that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. She's like, I didn't want to focus on fighting, so I'll focus on defense or something. Yeah, that, that's... Yeah. I'll just strike this in my defense. <laughs> um, He was also... I re, I asked him about Isekai because he watches everything way more than I do in almost everything. Oh, wow. Okay. Isekai is so escapist. Mm-hmm. I, that's a point. I don't know. Like, I haven't... I don't remember... I don't remember any good isekai since Shield Hero. Shield Hero was real good. It was yeah, also very slime. recent. Slime was okay. Slime was everything that's bad about isekai done in a good way. Yeah. Oh, better way. I would say I, good is, is. I can't say I really enjoyed slime, but. I wonder why. Well, you just hate slimes. No, 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 not that. I. Uh huh. Like. I don't really like OP powers, and like that's, that's the, the thing. that's like, the joke. Slime is everything bad about Isekai, but done in a way that can be enjoyable. Yeah, and I didn't even really enjoy that because it's like Isekai has to have like a sense of stakes okay, to make well, that action my interesting. Issue was Slime and Shield Hero came out at the same time, and Shield Hero is just way better than Slime. <laughs> Had more emotion, so like, that's why. Last season, um. I watched a it show called, um, it was like, Emotion. High School Prodigies Have It Easy in Another World, which is a mouthful of a title. Hmm. Oh. And it's like, all right, what's the show then? They had it easy in the world they were in. Yeah, <laughs> what is, and what's that's changed? how so many of these titles boil down to. It's just like, 
There's nothing beyond that initial premise. Because what is that one that we started but only watched three episodes of? Boring In this world, something. I wanted to be average. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I wanted my abilities to be average, but some by some screwed up wish, I'm like really high tiered. Well, no, and, they were average, but they took the highest of the high and the lowest of the low, and that still put her way above what average human was. And it's those shows where it's just about, oh, here's a joke about a game stat, and that's the premise. Yeah. Ninety five percent of the time, just bores the ever living hell out of me. Yeah, I know the feeling on that. There there have been a couple exceptions. There are also some that I thought was going to be Nisekai and were not Nisekai. I will always defend them. Suka Suka, the um, World's End show. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was going to be Nisekai, but it wasn't. It was actually just a fancy show. I think what I miss most of all is the isekais that were not really called isekais because it was made before that term was even created uh, ixion saga <laughs> oh my gosh ixion saga <laughs> we get to that, the issue that show is like these shows everywhere. okay the, the ball only... joke was really funny though i okay when he's like slightly tilted the whole episode was just like <laughs> oh my god they're just gonna run with this gag for all of like 30 minutes <laughs> oh they ran with that <laughs> i mean and that was fine with this e- Song even is stand up ED. Yeah. Like, it's, I was fine and, with that and whole it's show. It's like, like that, and you're just like. It's dumb, but that it wasn't. It's dumb, tr- but funny. It wasn't trying to be like, oh, this is some sort of the strongest. No, this is. This is just some dumb idea. I must have wrote it like 3 a.m. and someone signed yes, up. That's what it was. It was like a 3 a.m. idea, and they went with it, and it actually it worked. Like, worked. Yeah. Hey, if it's funny, it's funny, and people are going to watch it, yeah. which is why there are some of the things that Ed was scrolling through Country Roll to see what's new this season, and I was like, that looks like it might be funny. And like, yeah, and, and not many, but there are... I think for you, Scott, you get, like, two real options. You can make it pretty realistic, create some actual, like, fear and stakes, which is what I thought shows like ReZero did a good job of, was like, yeah, oh, yeah. there is, like, a real danger, and you can't just hand-wave oh. your issues away. And... Oh, there was a huge... Yeah, well, or you somehow make it ridiculous and have the comedy work. Yeah, kind of well, it's just was kind of a good example. Though. It depends on what you're trying to do. Like, there's a lot of shows that just shoot for mediocre, though, and that's my problem. Yeah. Well, my issue with the overpowered, if you are overpowered, your battles are boring. Yeah, and yeah. and they put so in the don't title, focus on the battle, and they put in the title like it's something like it's fun, like oh. He's going to be really overpowered. That means it will be fun. Like, that's not really how it's going to connect. It means... I know, Ed and I watched that one that ended up real terrible in another world with my cell phone. No, that was... The Uh... main character. He just ends up overpowered and just does whatever he wants. And, like, he fights battles, but what's the point? You already know he's going to win. There's no challenge. It's not just that. That's kind of what I hate about Slime, to be honest. Well, the slime wasn't trying to be about the battles. It was trying to be about the Bringing building a community. community, which is why it's it different. was more okay for him to be overpowered. It does make it a bit boring. And then when he got way into that, I'm going to teach at this school, yeah, I don't yeah. care about any of those children. Those episodes were the worst. Anyway. <laughs> okay. okay. I know we're a bit off topic here, but... but. Sound you film, ten ten. Yeah. Four bags of popcorn, one bag of candy. That's a lot of popcorn. That is. Hopefully you have a friend to share it with. <laughs> we hope. Alright. So um thank you for listening guys. And um for the next uh week topic we're gonna go with sports. So hope to uh hear a lot more and uh hope to see you soon. So ta ta.